Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental and social justice stories and news from Australia and the world, produced on Gadigal and Darawal land for 3CR Radio and broadcast across this continent on the Community Radio Network. I'm Jem Rommeld. This week we're hearing a few special spoken word pieces from the Black Rhymes Night in Sydney, organised by activist, poet and PhD candidate Evelyn Araluen. Before we get there, we're tuning in to some big news on nuclear waste in South Australia. Karina Lester from the No Dump Alliance will tell us about the recent announcement that the South Australian Premier is giving up on his push to build an international high-level radioactive waste dump somewhere in the state. Um, my name's Karina Lester. I'm the youngest daughter of Yami Lester, who's been quite... Um, instrumental in talking up strong about nuclear issues in South Australia and also granddaughter of Eileen Gumbawadal-Brown, who was very much involved in the 881 campaign. Great, thanks. So as we can hear, your family has been involved in nuclear-free struggles for decades. And uh, first up, congratulations um, for the fantastic win that was announced yesterday when the Premier of South Australia admitted at a public forum um, that he will, he will stop pushing for South Australia to become the world's uh, nuclear waste dump. And uh, this this win is because of um, the community campaign to say, no, we don't want to become the nuclear waste dump of the world. So congratulations. Thank you, Jem. It is um, almost surreal. I'm still sort of pinching myself because there was still push towards the end of Christmas. He was still talking, our Premier of South Australia was still speaking about a referendum and you know, that the idea was still certainly on the table. But it was great that he was questioned at Country Cabinet in Victor Harbour recently in the last two days, um, mm. where he came out media to say that there will be no, what is it, um, formidable or foreseen, however he said it in his words. Ah, uh, yeah, um, no you know, opportunity. Future, yeah. Yes, future for it, which is really exciting because it goes to show all the hard work of, community people within South Australia I think we we rallied and we got together to really send a very strong message to our Premier of South Australia that we were not at all interested in being the world's international waste dump at yeah. all, dumping ground so I think, you know, I take my hat off to everybody who has played big or little roles in it because it mm. certainly has been a team effort mm. And so it was less than two years ago that he announced um, that the, the state government would like to look into the nuclear industry and to p- possibly expand it. Um, what was your reaction when you, when you heard this, you know, brilliant plan for South Australia's future? I think the first was shock. It's like, is this for real? Are we really hearing this announcement coming from our Premier? Um, and the fact that he was going to run it as a royal commission. So it was really disheartening and at one point I know my older sister and I she kind of looked at me and said I just don't think I've got the energy to fight this Mm. and I said well we'll do it as a team then and we we will keep you know Nana's legacy alive and Dad's legacy alive and it was something we walked straight into because of the leadership from those people in the past and you know from Dad Mm. that um, we just had a cultural responsibility to pick it up and and drive it. And we certainly did. And this announcement recently is 
saying all your hard work and your work that you did in rallying and protesting and talking to media and talking to the people of South Australia has kind of paid off now. Mm. So, mm. you know, it's made it all worthwhile to know that all those works that we did in those last two years mm. um, has been worth it mm. to put an end to this crazy idea of having our beautiful state of South Australia the world's dumping ground. Mm. We're so lucky that you did put in that put in that work even though there are probably so many other things that um, you could have been doing with your life you know it's such a waste of everyone's time and a waste of government resources to have taken everyone through this huge process absolutely yeah and one of the absolutely. government's um, tools to try to get social consent for this waste dump was the citizens jury um, which brought in a couple of hundred people that were randomly selected throughout the state to come to these sessions to hear from experts to hear from traditional owners to hear from um, you know, the government side mostly and then also um, environmentalists and Aboriginal people um, with, the, with the other side of the story. Can you tell me about your, the role that you played in that citizens jury? Because I know that one of the main reasons that group of people said no, we don't think it should go ahead, um, was because they didn't trust the government to treat Aboriginal people with respect after they'd heard the stories of, of people like you. Yeah, we we missed out. Aboriginal people's voices were um, not heard at the first citizens' jury, mm-hmm. um, which was a big concern. And I remember having a, a conversation with Dave Sweeney from ACF saying there was this discussion from the organisation um, to pull the citizens' jury together um, that they were after a reference group and that was important to get an Aboriginal person on that reference group. And so I started to knock on doors and get myself onto that reference group mm. to really be the voice then for Aboriginal people to say, right, at this reference group, I am now saying to Democracy Co, you need to have a designated and for Aboriginal people and for our voices to be heard. So... They ran the second citizens' jury and at that time where Democracy Co said we'll need to have at least a two-hour session and an opportunity for people to voice their concerns, their issues and concerns. So it was at Mm. that particular session we spoke to 300-plus jurors, randomly selected jurors, um, who came in with their stories and their own, you know, ideas and thoughts. And we were able to pull together a, a small group of people from Marilyn Gadarajo, Yalata community. Um, we also had people from the Gugada community and in particular Yanguljara, um, who had been really kind of driving with with supporting me as mm. the current chairperson of Yanguljara Native Title to really start talking up about it and to really mm. express our concerns because all young would get a descendants of or survivors of the British nuclear test so mm. I asked for their blessing and they really rallied behind me to support me so I felt 
I could get out there to the wider community and rally amongst our Aboriginal groups, but also mm. rally amongst the wider community as well. So I was really grateful to Democracy Co for giving us that two-hour session where we heard firsthand and the jurors heard firsthand testimonials from people who live in those communities and are descendants from those British nuclear tests and people who had survived that. So mm. it was positive that we walked away going, well, that was it. We've done our job. Mm. Let's hope now that there is that opportunity for them to process and understand the issues and concerns mm. and feel what has happened to our That was instrumental in uh, the government now backing down because consistently Jay had been saying, the Premier, um, that he knows that they can't force it without community consent. That's why they were putting so so much resources and so much energy into trying to get that community consent. And then when the citizens' jury, after you know that panel, after they heard from you, they said, no, we, we don't think this project should go ahead in any circumstance. And that was a huge blow mm. to the government's case for the waste dump. So I think it's that was an enormous, um, enormous help. And now you can enjoy the reward, which is um, hopefully some relief that um, the state government is not going to be pushing that project anymore and that there mm. is, the, you know, the community has won again um, because everyone's had to spend, you know, their life working on this. We're with Karina Lester, who is telling us about the campaign to prevent a high-level radioactive waste dump being built somewhere in South Australia. The Premier, Jay Weatherill, has declared the idea dead in the water, which is a huge win. However, this decision doesn't affect the federal government's push to build a national radioactive waste dump in either the, Flinder, in either the Flinders Ranges or Kimber. Both communities are bitterly divided. state is still pressured with the national waste dump, mm. which is a federal government-driven idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the fight is certainly not over for us in South Australia, which is the sad thing about it, because we got hit with two whammies mm. um, in that the state was driving this international waste storage facility agenda, but then also the fact that two locations in South Australia were drawn out of the hat for our national waste dump, which mm. has just come back around a whole 360, which is the disappointing thing about it in that Nana's campaign in the Eddie Wundy campaign was strongly against the proposal back in Howard days of a waste storage facility in Akuna Station. So and Kuberidi Gungalyurda and Guga the people fought strongly against it and we we won that, Nana mm. won that, mm. um, along with all the others, the Kuga, the people and others um, supporting Kuwabiti Gunga Um And then it's just come back to 360, but now it's mm. in a different community, which is the Atnumatna community and possibly even Kimber region as well is back on the agenda. So mm. it's really disheartening. You might think we've won one, I suppose one dump down, another one to go now. Mm. So yeah. there's still a lot of work to be done for us in South Australia and you just know the stresses that it puts on people and community mm. um, and that's what they the governments have done is divide divide people and you know put this pressure and unnecessary stress it's not as if we don't have lives outside of this mm. 
um, back onto Aboriginal people. Mm. And, you know, they, 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 there's a real injustice in that process. Yeah, and and hopefully this win will be fortifying for those communities in the Flinders and in Kimber to know that they can win against the government and to keep pushing. And yes. hopefully everyone who was um, part of the campaign to stop this international dump will will keep keep working and keep supporting those communities. Karina Lester has been describing the extra stress that nuclear waste dump proposals create for people trying to defend their land. Now to another part of the nuclear fuel chain, nuclear weapons. The UN is negotiating a treaty to ban nuclear weapons and Karina is travelling to New York with her daughter Jessica to participate and speak up about the impact that nuclear testing has had on Aboriginal people in Australia. Mm. But in New York, I'm quite excited to be able to go with this story, but also with this little win that we've had with the international story because the discussion over there in New York at the United Nuclear Weapons, and of course it's dealing with global issues and raising global concerns. And this is a wonderful opportunity to say, well, we in South Australia were strongly vocally, you know, active in in opposing this international waste storage facility in South Australia Mm. sends a strong message and it's a good story to go across to the United Nations and share that with them but also to talk about um, the stories and the fights that have happened in the past Mm. but also most importantly to talk about the impacts on our people Mm. on Nanodrida when the came in and tested their nuclear weapons Mm. in South Australia Mm. and we don't talk enough about those British nuclear tests Mm. and part of my role is to put it back out there and talk about what happened because I live with it every day knowing Mm. dad's with me and dad is blind and has never seen me that's what inspires me and knowing that Nana was so actively involved in this as well that you know, it's a generational thing and I travel over there with my eldest daughter, Jessica, and, you know, hoping this is a, a start of an opportunity to end everything so she doesn't have to continue on fighting against nuclear as the next generation. Mm, I think your presence there will really work to highlight the fact that the Australian government is is not there. So it's a UN conference to to write this new treaty which 130 governments are taking part in, but the Australian government is is rejecting this process and boycotting it and saying, no, no, we don't think we should abolish nuclear weapons yet because we need them for our security. So it'll be so fantastic for your voice to be there um, saying, no, we've experienced nuclear weapons in Australia and we know that it is something that um, needs to be outlawed and, and eliminated. So I think that'll... That, your voice there will be incredibly powerful and um yeah i can't wait to see see what happens at that negotiating conference so good luck travel well um and thank you yeah thank you for speaking out thanks for having me on the program today and you know thanks for giving me this opportunity to be able to share some of the little successes here and there but also knowing that there are still struggles ahead of us um, for us Aboriginal people in South Australia as well but it's great to get it out there to the wider community. 
That was Karina Lester, Yankunjara Anangu woman, speaking to us about the successful campaign that has stopped a high-level international waste dump being built in South Australia and the journey ahead as she travels to New York to address the UN negotiations on a treaty to ban nuclear weapons. You're listening to Earth Matters, produced on Gadigal and Darawal land and broadcast all across these stolen lands we call Australia on the Community Radio Network. We're heading into the poetic part of the show now, where we'll feature a couple of works that were performed at the recent spoken word night, Black Rhymes, organised by Evelyn Araluen, a poet herself, activist and PhD candidate. First up, we'll hear Lorna Munro, Wiradjuri Gamilaroi woman, multidisciplinary artist, broadcaster, poet, set designer and many other talented things. I just wanted to do a piece I wrote with my brother Eric as a part of a collaboration we do called Poetry. Very much compositions and poetry together. Anyway. Breathe. Sometimes it just gets hard to breathe. In this world that we are travelling in, escape to a different mind state that we developed out of defiance and debate. Can you relate? To thoughts clouded and jaded, my dreams of youth were overrated. For you presented a view, clear and unfaded. Through a TV screen, both loved and hated. I ended up with great white hopes and a little black brain. This environment created. Views of my own self, even back then, was outdated. My best friend, she said, don't you ever change. This is a beast, a monster, a blob of wasted existence. Time to rearrange. The compositions this musician was whistling to the soundtrack, to our daily misery and misleaded intuition. But there was no superhero toppling over skyscrapers, changing height like a seesaw. I was quick to draw, strength from my own version of law. And this was no playground, court or park, just a place that we would meet after dark and soak up each other's awesomeness. Spending a lifetime wondering where the time went. We were but girls, not quite women yet. Native roses emerging from a crisscross pavement, dying in waves, let these roots take shape. How does beauty seek nourishment in a resting mound graveyard for flowers built upon colonised ideals of what we should look like, mutating in just hours? What the hell should I be like? Don't nobody try to censor how a lady should talk right stuff it. I'm just a product of this soil attempting to act right. Water trying to be oil. Cling wrap trying to be foil. Don't swear or you will spoil your pretty words. Poetry is a curse. My father says that in his language, your pen is your spear or your sword that can be used to force opinions, pillaging and plundering on conforming villages. But please, I come in peace. Let these visual images invade your brain and detain it like what was done to our ancestors, our history, and the way that you have stained it. You know, because we cannot all be vegetated weeds, grass or stars in this delusional warped society, controlled, confined reality. My chest caves in on demand. It gets hard to see. A sense of self-worth hoarded behind a glass window. I cannot breathe. That was the sound of Lorna Munro. Next up is Elizabeth Jarrett, Gumbangia Bunjalung and Dungari woman. She's a leading activist, artist and poet based in Sydney. 
Well, here it is, 2017. Yet we are all still ruled under an illegal regime. It's time for a change in history's what's, when's and how's. For what they once say was discovered, thanks to them beautiful uni students, it's invaded now. We do not want recognition in this constitution. For being recognised is not the solution. What we do need is this current government's dissolution. To see all our people free from a lifestyle of poverty and pollution. It's time for a people's movement that is truly for all people. One where we are all beautifully different yet stand as equals. One where the grassroots people, power, are the voice, who know that remote communities are not a lifestyle choice. One that welcomes the war-torn boat refugee, not turn them away or lock them in torturous captivity. One that will fight for our sacred lands to stop the mining for the rich folk's hands. One that supports equal marriage rights. So our LBGTI, have got that right people? <laughs> Friends and family don't have to live in fear of a fight. One that believes in free and diverse education instead of this bullshit bulk bill of assimilation. One that understands the meaning of us. For there to be change, there is no you, nor me, only us. So, here is our ceremony, and it's along with a chance. Rise up, my warriors, it's time to dance. Thank you. After successive breaches of human rights, conventions, and the forced removal of Aboriginal community of Wombagari in 2014, we maintain a vote of no confidence in both the incumbent state and federal government in their actions towards Aboriginal people. That was Elizabeth Jarrett. Listen up now for Ryan Clapham, Marawari and Filipino man, hip-hop artist and jazz drummer. Uh, this song is called Sausages, and this is a little bit about my lived Indigenous experience with relation to my identity. Yeah. I want to live on that apartment block right next to the Harbour Bridge, but I'm finding it difficult getting money to fill up my fridge. I'm pathetic, I don't want this money shit, I suck at this many meals that I must have missed, neglecting my esophagus. I feel like a laugh whenever I look at my shopping list. A bag of Maltesers, lollies, and a bag of sausages. Microwave pizzas, Doritos, and cheese, and onion chips. And shit, I'm stuck with this, my KFC bucket list. But I don't eat vegetables, I'd rather cookie chocolate chip. I wonder sometimes how unhealthy my stomach is. Cause if I had the cash, I'd eat a bunch of nuggets mixed with onion rings and mustard mixed with honey chicken chutney dip. I'm at uni, I don't often mix a broccoli dish But if I had the money, I'd spend it on a bunch of Twix Priorities are weakness, I must admit I guess I'm not ready to live in that apartment yet Yo, check it I want to live on that apartment block right next to the Harbour Bridge Well, I probably could if I didn't say that I'm average 
you know, even though most white fellas love the ditch, you must be happy you don't look it right. Not a bit. And not to say I'm not happy inside my current skin. I'm not happy you don't believe of my blood within. I'm not happy you think we're all about lust and sin or always drunk on gin. Yeah, I must have been the trouble kid, right? Struggling with identity, putting together pieces of your definitions you've been telling me. You're not aboriginal, you don't sniff petrol, and secondly, I'm pretty sure you're not selling weed or hooked on methamphetamines. Trouble accepting me based in his school books like black people are savages and junkies. Should I beat him up? No, I'll be the good guy and ask him calmly what an aboriginal person looks like. Yeah, I'm not the blackest. I don't hold a low socioeconomic status. We don't all come from low SES backgrounds because this is not the 50s, so do not attack us. I don't care what you do or don't like me. Put away your keyboard and stop stereotyping me. Not just a rapper, I'm a jazz cat like I'm Siamese and I am Ryan C, the only person that I can be. And if it's part of me, I'll say it even louder. I'll turn Andrew Bolt to dust like graphite to powder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Together, people, we possess all the power of Malcolm. More soul than an Anthony Hamilton album. Don't call me a Filipino aborigine or say you figured me out or try to belittle me or ridicule, dismiss, or treat me as anything other than what I am because I know my identity. Blah. Thank you so much to Ryan Clapham, Elizabeth Jarrett and Lorna Munro for sharing their works at the Black Rhymes event and on Earth Matters. That was just a taste of a huge night of powerful words and stories organised by Evelyn Araluen. Thanks also to Karina Lester for speaking to us from the No Dump Alliance and congratulations to everyone who has contributed to the win against a high-level international radioactive waste dump in South Australia. I'm Jem Rommeld, and this is Earth Matters, produced on Gadigal and Dharawal land for 3CR Radio in Melbourne. We'd like to thank the good work of the Community Radio Network, getting this show out nationally, and the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support. You can contact the Earth Matters team by emailing earthmatters3cr at gmail.com, find our page on Facebook, or call up the station on 03 9419 the music on this show is Alpha Jazz Dog Amiga from Red Sand Culture and Always Was from the new Combat Wombat album Just Across the Border.
or we're going to have another sad stolen generation. The communities back home, particularly in the towns, uh, are bracing themselves for the onslaught of the removal of, of, of um, our people out of the communities. Where are they going to live? Where are they going to go? All I ask is, why does he want to move people? What's in it for them? Well, I think that's a question that needs to be asked. Well, we've got uranium licenses being granted across the country. 54% of the country is under coal seam gas license. And if you have a look at the uh, maps on the Office of Coal Seam Gas, you can see that they're ready to pillage all of the areas that they're moving these people Are you concerned about the growing threat of nuclear weapons? Join the Women's March to Ban the Bomb on the 17th of June in cities across Australia. It's women-led but inclusive of all. Go to womenbanthebomb.org for details. Voice your support for the UN negotiations now underway on a treaty to outlaw nuclear weapons and protest against Australia's shameful boycott of these historic talks. 17th of June, womenbanthebomb.org. The International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons Australia is a 3CR supporter. 